A reading from Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into the Lord's presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is God that made us, and we are God's. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter the Lord's gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to the Lord. Bless his name. For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. A preacher was completing a temperance sermon. With great expression, he said, if I had all the beer in the world, I'd throw it into the river, to which everybody smiled with approval. And if I had all the wine in the world, I'd take it and throw it into the river, to which they clapped and said, amen. And then exuberantly, he said, if I had all the whiskey in the world, I would take it and throw it into the river. And then he sat down, and the choir director stood up and quite cautiously announced the final hymn, Shall We Gather at the River? 
You may not remember anything else, but here we go. <laughs> so when we first discussed a sermon series on the gospel of Pixar movies, I was a little perplexed. My first thought was, I don't know any Pixar movies. So I googled Pixar movies. I was wrong. Can you imagine that? <laughs> 22 movies by Pixar since 1995, starting with Toy Story. There are five more on the way. And next, I googled sermons about Pixar movies, thinking there might be a few. 561,000. Now one more. Then I had the daunting and very challenging task this past week in my research of watching The Incredibles. Today, our challenge is to see that we can't work alone within God's creation. We're not designed to do so. God doesn't make a ministry or mission project that we can do alone. We are all called to work together with our specific gifts, no matter how great or how small. And we do this well at Parkway Hills. From the beginning, our motto has been, we do best the things that we do together, with our, uh, with, that we do together, challenging us to use our gifts, to get behind our walls, beyond our walls, and beyond our comfort zones to kind of live a little. So our text today comes from 1 Corinthians 12, verses 4 through 7 and 14 through 18. So hear these words from the Apostle Paul. Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are a variety of services, but the same Lord. And there are a variety of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot would say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would we be hearing? If the whole body were hearing, where would, be, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each of them as he chose. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of Scripture. Let us pray. Gracious and almighty God, we know that you are already with us in this time of worship, welcoming us not as travelers who visit once in a while, but as your cherished children. Help us center our hearts so that we may hear your voice as we give back our time and energy to you. Amen. So unlike me, you have all known about the Pixar film since its inception in 1995, with Toy Story as their first movie. But even though we may be watching toys, cars, rats, monsters, and superheroes, these characters we can relate to. Pixar Films offers hope, imagination, beauty, and a degree of innocence that is somewhat countercultural in our age. We sympathize and even empathize with the characters because we can relate to their struggles. But Pixar is careful not to preach to us. 
There is not a first church of Pixar with sermons, pews, committees, or flowing choir robes. They do, however, have a pretty unique collection plate. But if you haven't seen the movie, I encourage you to do so. And if it's been a while, I encourage you to watch it again. But in the opening scene of The Incredibles, Bob Parr, a.k.a. Mr. Incredible, is shown in a tuxedo driving in the downtown streets before his wedding to Helen, a.k.a. Elastigirl. He hears on the police scanner that the police are on a high-speed chase in a shootout nearby. Looking at his watch, he says smugly, I have time. And he is suddenly transformed into Mr. Incredible to intercept the chase. But before that, he encounters a woman whose cat is in a tree. But after saving the cat and stopping the car with the tree, uh, he continues on to his wedding ven venue only to hear about another robbery nearby, nearby. I have time, he says. And he looks for the thief only to be helped by Elastigirl, the other su another superhero. But he tells her, I had this, I work alone. But then it begins to go wrong. Mr. Incredible gets sued by someone he saved, which leads to a public outcry, outcry against all Incredibles and superheroes. They are forced by the government to give up their crime-fighting ways and enter into the superhero relocation program, promising never to use their superpowers again and to live normal lives and have normal routines. So fast forward 15 years later, we catch up with our protected normal superhero family. Enter the superhero of our story, Bob Parr, known for his superhuman strength. He is now a miserable, hulking shell of a man who works as an insurance claim processor, helping people still, but with their insurance needs finding ways to help them achieve their goal and their claim despite the company policy to deny everything. In the first part of today's clip that you would have seen, Bob is driving home from work and he saw him trip on the skateboard and, and grab the car and smashing the door and the window because of his superhuman strength. He is so frustrated with his situation that in a fit of anger he picks up the car over his head as if to throw it across the street. And suddenly he stops because he sees a boy on a tricycle looking utterly stupefied. Bob suddenly puts the car down as carefully as he can and trying his best to remain nonchalant about the fact that he just picked up an automobile like a toy. So cut to another frustrating day where Bob has lost his job, driving home defeated and depressed getting out of his car only to see the same little boy sitting on his tricycle. What are you waiting for? He asks the boy gruffly. But the boy replies, I don't know, something amazing, I guess. Mr. Incredible turns and glumly adds, me too, kid. This movie does a brilliant job of blending the real-life problems of a typical family with the Incredibles and their special abilities. Mr. Incredible slogs his way through his workday. They all bicker at the dinner table, and Dash annoys his older sister. But deep down, none of them are happy because they are struggling with their identities 
On one end, Dash wants to get, run out or try out for the track team so he can run and use his super speed power, but his mom won't let him. On the other end, Violet hates that she has superpowers. We act normal. I just want to be normal, Violet says. But the person who struggles most with hiding his identity is Mr. Incredible. Saving people is in his DNA, so he sneaks out at night to listen to police scanners and secretly rescue people from danger. When he gets offered a special mission to a top secret island, he jumps at it, lying to his wife in order to go be Mr. Incredible again. After completing the first mission alone, he returns home rejuvenated because he is finally getting to use his gifts to be the person he was created to be. But you can only live a double life for so long. On a mission alone, Mr. Incredible gets captured by the evil villain Syndrome. Elastigirl finds out, so in a rented private plane, she flies to the secret island to rescue him. However, not realizing that Dash and Violet have stowed away onto the plane as well. But at various points in the rescue, each person has to use their specific powers to save the family and save each other. Each person has to be as they were created to be, to use their gifts they were given together as one. By doing so, they save each other, and they save their city, which was attacked by Syndrome's evil robot. But Mr. Credible in, in learns that what makes him incredible isn't his superpowers, his suit, or his fear, fearless courage. It's his family. It's being surrounded by those he loves that truly gives him value. When he tries to defeat Syndrome by himself, he is weak. But when his family joins in, combining their powers, they are all made stronger together. So, you may be asking, what does this say to you and me? Instead of the superheroes we knew growing up, Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, and even Underdog, who all worked alone, this super family, superhero family finally worked together using their specific individual powers to help each other. But as director Brad Bird describes each individual and their powers, he says the dad, a.k.a. Mr. Incredible, is always expected to be strong, the strong one in the family, so he made him strong. Mom, a.k.a. Elastigirl, is always pulled in a million different directions, so they made her be able to move and stretch like Taffy. Teenage girls are insecure and, in defense, and defensive, so he made Violet able to turn invisible and turn on shields to protect herself. And Dash, the 10-year-old boy, is a hyperactive energy ball, and babies like Jack-Jack are yet unrealized potential. The family defeated Syndrome with all of their powers together. Jack-Jack, in the end, found his powers as he was being kidnapped and was able to escape from Syndrome in midair. Mr. Incredible, in that scene, uses his strength to throw Elastigirl up to catch Jack-Jack, and her elasticity brought them both back to Earth safely. Mr. Incredible then threw his car to destroy Syndrome's jet and destroy Syndrome himself. 
And as the exploding debris was falling to the ground, threatening to destroy the entire family, Violet uses her force field power to protect the family. They all worked together to defeat Syndrome, and they all had their part to play. They needed each other to be successful. God doesn't make a project that we can do alone. We all have our gifts, our strengths, our superpowers. So what is your superpower? You may not see it because it comes so naturally to you that you don't think of it as a special power. Can you look at a column of numbers and add them up in your head? Do children gravitate to you because they sense your kindness and safety? Can you fix anything that is broken with your hands because you seem to know what to do? Maybe it's your ability to turn $10 into $1,000 overnight. Maybe it's your patience with those who are hurting when everyone else has given up on them. Can you play a musical instrument? Perhaps you have the ability to care for others many of us would rather forget. Can Bill Flynn make a, an afghan or a quilt? No, he says. Can he make a bunk bed alone? Probably so, but not as many as we've made. Can Juliet build a bunk bed? Possibly, but she can better guide us to work together to help serve the homeless. Can I play the piano like Joe or Lisa? No. <laughs> can I play the violin like Ellen or Lily? No. But I can ask them, can't I? Yes. Whatever your gift is, great or small, the church needs it, the community needs it, and God needs it. Whatever your gift is, great or small, it is part of God's work in the world. God arranged members of the body of Christ as God chose. Celebrate your gifts. Celebrate your strengths and let your superpowers fly. God called us to work together with the gifts that each one of us has been given, great or small. God does not make a project that we can do alone. But the Incredibles leaves us with this to ponder. Take care of your personal belongings. If Frozone had known where his supersuit was, he could have gotten, got down to saving the world super sooner. Never underestimate someone. Just because it's not obvious what someone's superpower is doesn't mean they're not capable of greatness. Everyone thought Jack-Jack was helpless until he demonstrated not one, but three superpowers. Don't look back, it distracts from the now. It's easy to fixate on what you think you have done wrong in the past. What really matters is the present. The smallest acts of kind of, have the biggest impact. For Mr. Incredible, picking up a car is just a way to release anger. For the kid on the tricycle, later on in this clip, he just said, that is totally wicked. Don't be afraid to be yourself. Sometimes we all wish we could be invisible, but when it's truly believe in your abilities that you maximize your potential. Having a weakness does not mean you're weak. And although Mr. Syndrome, Syndrome called Mr. Credible weak, his compassion is what made him stronger. And finally, you can always count on family.
your family, your church family. When Mr. Incredible could not save himself from being trapped by syndrome, his family was able to save him. Each person is a super on their own, but together they're even stronger. Each person is a super on their own, but together we are even stronger. Amen. At this time, we go to, to God in prayer, and as we respond to the words that you've heard, the songs you've heard and sung, um, we re remember the many that are in our prayers and on our prayer list that you have in your bulletin. So you will have an opportunity to lift these up in silence uh, in, in the prayer as we go along. But let us go to God in prayer. Holy God, we give you thanks for the blessings of this day and all your gifts to us. For daily food, for health, for each breath we take, for freedom to choose, and for the gifts of your word, your power, and your love. Our hearts are truly overwhelmed, O oh God, when we consider how you have entrusted so much to us. May we be worthy of that trust. May we be a people who are unafraid to live as fully and as richly as you want us to live. Help us, O oh God, as followers of Jesus, to multiply all that you have given us, to risk spreading your word and perhaps see it misunderstood, to gamble by loving those whom others think only worthy of hate, to take chances by doing good to those who have not done good to us. Help us be faith-filled, and desire to increase your glory and your goodness in this world. Make us people who share in both word and deed that which you have given to us. We pray for the church gathered today, both here and around the world, that it may encourage all of its members to discover, develop, and use all their gifts, those of nature and those of grace. We pray for those who are poor in body or in spirit, for those who are oppressed and heavy laden, for those sick or in despair. Listen, O oh God, as we share prayers in our hearts and share prayers that we name out loud at this point. Angie Williams, Ann Weissenborn, Melody Mosgrove. Open our hearts and minds to others to see the needs around us and reach out with the patient love of Christ and to be true disciples. And O oh God, as we glorify your name each day, touch our hearts to do your will as we pray with confidence together the prayer that Jesus taught us our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Before we sing our closing hymn, um, Jeff's going to share a quick update about the youth kitchen and some dates to mark, um, but I just wanted to say thank you. Uh, this church family continues to astound me. Um, by the way, as Philip just said, we come together to do things together, um, so I'm going to let him share like that update and then some dates to mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, if you've forgotten what I look like, because usually I am making worship uh, pre-edited or back there with our broadcast group. I still work here, I promise. I'm still employed here. Uh, but it's good to be with y'all and in front of y'all this morning to share uh, some really great updates. Uh, to lead off with the sign that you walk past on the way in is actually already slightly out of date. I was informed that as of Thursday, so not counting anything that's happened in the last few days, not counting anything happening this morning, we have already crossed the 11,000 mark in given donations. Yeah, that's exciting. Which means we have over $22,000 thanks to the matching gift from an anonymous and extremely gracious uh, uh, and generous member of our church. Uh, that also means that we are within $6,000 in new donations and being completely done with all of our goal, all of the matching gift that we have been offered. Uh, to really drive that home, the size of that, uh, that's if 100 people gives, give about $60, we're done. That's how close we are thanks to y'all's generosity. So thank y'all so much. I love working here. I love seeing what goes on here. The reason why our youth are so excited about this, and, and when I say excited, I mean this is easily the hardest thing to get them to stop asking questions about and talking about during Bible study, y'all. This is the topic that they ask, have all the questions about. It's because there's nothing more central to the Christian faith than hospitality. We serve a Lord who set a table for us and invite us to do the same. The late Anthony Bourdain said, when someone cooks for you, they are saying something. They are telling you about themselves, where they come from, who they are, and what makes them happy. So I can't think of a better way to get ready for our youth to be able to set a table in our youth suite, to set a table for y'all. Uh, July 11th. Uh, go ahead and mark your calendars now. July 11th, we are having a fundraising dinner here at the church, uh, $10 a plate. We'd love to have you here. We'd love to serve you. If you uh, need to uh, uh, take your plate to go, that will be an option, uh, particularly that is the, uh, the night of the uh, kids' ministry water play date. So if you have exhausted and extremely wet children, then you need to get home. Go with God. Get your plate, go on home, and take care of what you need to take care of. But if you would like to stay here in fellowship, you can do that as well. Uh, but please be here July 11th um, at 5 in the evening. Uh, we will be serving plates for $10 each. Tickets will go on sale tomorrow, and you'll see that in the newsletter as well as on our social media. So again, thank you all so much, and we invite you all to join our table with us as we prepare our youth to take this next wonderful step as a youth ministry. Thank you. Please stand for our final hymn that's found in your bulletin. They'll know we are Christians by our love. 